victims, for those of you who delight in dread, who fantasize about fear, who glorify gore, welcome. You have found the place where the horror returns. Listeners, beware. This podcast contains major plot spoilers and the foulest of language. Join us in celebrating the old and the new, the best and the worst in horror. All right, welcome back, one and all, to The Horror Returns. I'm Lance, and with me, as always, my co-host, Philip, Brian. Uh, Nez is probably going to pop on later, especially since we have an 80s movie to cover. Um, but let's uh, let's talk about what's really important. Tonight, we've got a very special guest indeed. It's uh, Charles Rosanay, a.k.a. Crypt Master Chucky, <laughs> from the Book of Top Ten Horror List, and... Uh, Charles, I know you've also worked on many films, including the brand new Night at the Eagle Inn, which we can talk about here in a minute. But, um, man, we've been talking for a while, dude, back and forth, and we finally got you on. So glad to be on. About a half a year, I think we've been trying to work it out. So uh, glad to be on. Hey, at least it's you and not the other Tavares Ellis. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, how's it going, everybody? It's going good. Yeah, still living. Right. Well, Charles, before we jump in, man, we gotta gotta give you got gotta give you a chance to shout out with what what you've got going on and kind of let our listeners know who you are and get familiar with you and your uh, you know projects before we jump in. So, take the floor, man. What's well, going on? Appreciate it. Well, I've been in the horror field for a long time i produced the dracula tours to transylvania the real deal romania dracula's castle vlad the impaler all that good stuff been doing that since since 1983 yeah that was that's the first thing i've been i'm sorry uh, i've been doing tours since 83 and the dracula tour since 98 and uh also do ghost tours so we go to haunted locations around the world like uh england the Borley Rectory, Ireland, Scotland, Hungary, Israel, Cuba, um, on and on, East East Germany, Prague. So uh, been in the travel business for a long time, going to haunted, scary, spooky, cool places. Um, and for, for some years there, I was writing what was called the Horror uh, Happening Newsletter, National Horror Happenings. And um, when that went away, I realized that I had 100 or so um, – top 10 lists. Once a month, I would do a top 10 list from uh, a horror movie actor, a rock star, a celebrity. They'd give me their top 10 favorite horror lists. And during the pandemic, I sat down and said, well, I've got a great horror mailing list. I got a great horror background. I've been in a bunch of horror shorts and movies, go to horror conventions. Why don't I have a horror book? (laughs) And I, you know, right. Made discipline myself, actually put myself to the computer and finished book during the pandemic and it's since come out and it's the the book of top 10 horror lists available from www.bookoftop10horrorlists.com 
um, with a hundred celebrities giving me their, you know, cool, cool top 10 lists. Everyone from William Shatner to uh, Butch Patrick, Eddie Munster, one of the Beatles, one of the monkeys, rock and roll hall of famers, baseball hall of famers, really proud of it. It's getting great reviews on Amazon. And as much as I love, you know, doing the horror movies and being in stuff, like you mentioned, Night at Eagle Inn, uh, being an author is a nice, cool thing to add to the whole resume. No shit, dude. Give give us a taste, man. Give us uh give give us like an idea of one of the the top ten list in there. Sure, sure, sure. So the people are from all over. You know, if you're a, a pop culture person, you know, you're getting Ruth Buzzy from uh, Rowan and Martin's laughing. You're getting, oh God. <laughs> you're, you're getting Pete Best, who was the Beatles' original drummer. You know, Mickey Dolan. Oh, yeah. Mickey Dolan's from the Monkees. But um, the late Karen Black, who, uh, you know, we know from, well, we know from House of a, a Thousand Corpses, and we know from Trilogy of Terror. You know, she's, she was in a lot of cool stuff. Um, so she gave a top 10 list, which I would share with others when I wanted to get new lists because I thought hers was so good. She didn't just give the list. She would give explanations for each thing. And I'll just give you her list because she really goes into detail. So her top 10 favorite science fiction, sci-fi, fantasy, and horror films are Invasion of the Body Snatchers, It's Alive, Spirits of the Dead, the 1968 movie, amazing. Unearthly Stranger from 64, the 1931 Dracula. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> uh, uh, Dawn of the Dead, and uh, a particular Twilight Zone episode with Burgess Meredith. But her other two, okay, her other two were the Terminator and E.T., which has, <laughs> wow, which, which opened up a whole Pandora of discussion because. You know, on the cover of the book, I've got a lot of classic monsters, and I got Pennywise and George Romero, Linda Blair, and I also have King Kong. And, uh, you know, when I do library signings and I do conventions, it comes up all the time. Is King Kong a horror movie? Is Jaws a horror movie? Is they, both, Alien... they both are. They both well, are. I, that's my rule of thumb is if it scares you, right? And if even if you're a kid and you see King Kong on that big screen and it scared you in the day, yeah, it, it definitely is. Whether E.T. is or not, well, that's up to a person's opinion. And whether, I'm going to say no. <laughs> right, right. right. That's, <laughs> that's a tough one. We had to give her a lot of leeway for that. Uh, and Terminator was the other one. That, that is indeed a horror movie. It's certainly science. You know, it's science fiction. And if her list um, em embodied both science fiction, sci-fi, and horror, well, then let definitely Karen Black gets to do that. Hey, she's she's earned that right for sure, right, Brian? Yeah, and I, I would say that first uh, Terminator movie is almost like a slasher. Oh yeah, that one's definitely horror, and, and certainly great horror effects, you know, um, and, mm. and, and and subsequent ones, you know, the the um, the CGI on that was really breakthrough stuff. And Dick Miller was in it too. Oh right, <laughs> right, the great Dick Miller, absolutely. Good old Dick. Yeah, and any anytime you're killed listening to music through a Sony Walkman, you know, that's a <laughs> horror movie. Oh, man. Well, dude, we really appreciate you joining us. Um, you know what? I, I really wish we'd all had a chance to watch the uh, the film that you recommended. Um, how did you get involved in that, dude? You, you've been in a few films. Yeah, you know, there's a uh, I'm I'm in Connecticut, and, and so when I go to New York, if it's if there's casting stuff, that's usually national stuff. I mean, I played Elton John on HBO's Flight of the Concord, 
No, I've been in, in stuff. Holy you know, shit, dude! <laughs> you know Taika Waititi? <laughs> I, yeah, I got I got some legit cred, you know, on IMDb. But you know, I I'd love to. Someone calls locally and says, "Hey, I'm doing this 10 minute horror movie. I'd love you to die in it." I'm there. I drop out. Nice. <laughs> so, Those uh, are the best scenes. Of course, there's a company in Connecticut called Scared Stiff TV. Uh, Doug. Uh, is a great friend, and he's been doing a lot of really cool uh, horror work. And um, I was casting a few of his things. I was in Welcome Mats as a vampire, The Confessional as a zombie. I mean, this is what we live for, right? And uh, mm-hmm. oh yeah. And um, it, 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 there's something called the Zombie Chronicles, which was a multi-episode the, the yes. thing that he did. And uh, I get to be shot in the head in it. Uh, spoiler alert! But it's it's so cool because the effect looks good. And you know, to die in a film, I mean, that's like that was dreams come true. And I get I get killed in a crowbar up the neck, in a in a psycho movie called um, uh, Pink Eye, <laughs> and I get shot in the in the neck in a in another uh, horror movie from Scared Stiff. Um, I forgot which one it was already. And I get stapled uh, to death in the head in a movie called uh, Tiny's uh, October 31st. No, just cool stuff. Um, and Night of the Eagle Inn came about. Because I w- became friends with the movie producer Eric Bloomquist, who's done some really great stuff um, and, and continues to put out great things. And he's uh, very prolific and very, very talented. And we struck up a friendship and he felt that I would be right for this part that in a million years I would not have cast myself in. Uh, I play, um, I don't want to call it drag queen, but I play what's called the debutante. <laughs> The debutante, and it's a psycho uh, who you get to see this person uh, on screen in, uh-huh. in a TV monitor. And okay. I'm just saying the, saying the weirdest things. I'm so pretty. They're gonna do, you get channel, do you channel Divine at all? Yeah, you know, I, I didn't think of Divine when I was doing it. I just sort of try to get out of person and and, and see how wacky I could be. I, I think that I what I love to do is go over the top with things because anyone can I think anyone can act. You guys would be put you in a movie, you're gonna act. But if you can overact, it might uh, be badly, but we're, well, we're I was gonna say you right you can go into a show and you will be awesome, but you might not have enough and that and the, to, for a producer or director or someone on set to try to get more out of you, I think is a lot tougher yeah. than then toning you down. So if I go over the top, I was in something called Dead Survivors, and I played this whacked out uh, 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 pr- professor, scientist kind of guy, and I, you know, with all the sound effects out coming out of my mouth. And I said, she's going to really, the, the the producer, Michelle Plunkett, the director's going to really tone me down. She's not going to let me go this much over the top. And she did. <laughs> and, so ah. I, and I always think if well. I'm over, over the top, they can tone me down. But if I'm not there, they're going to say, wait, you know, maybe he's not right for this. Maybe we need someone who has more acting chops or more personality. So I just kind of over inject the personality whenever possible. Oh, you probably should have worked for Kubrick, man. <laughs> I, I would have loved to. My only um, great, I guess, the production uh, director credit is um, ready for this. Scorsese directed me uh, in a Rolling Stones film called Shine the Light. Um, and Holy I get shit. 
but it's a just it's just a, a cameo. It's just a, a an extra role. I get to put you, the you were there. That's all that matters. I was there, <laughs> and he was on the set, and and uh, De Niro comes to the set, and everyone's going, "Oh, Bobby's here, Bobby's." I'm like, "Who? Mm-hmm. Who the Who's Bobby? Bobby? <laughs> Bobby? Who's Bobby?" I think it's hey, it's Bobby. I'm thinking it's Howie Mandel's character in that voice. Where's Bobby? <laughs> and De Niro walks on on the set. And everyone, oh, wow. everyone's like, wow. we're all just like, we're not worthy kind of thing. <laughs> and yeah. he goes over to, you know, That's to, to Scorsese. What are you working on? Well, this is the Stones movie, blah, blah, blah. Shot at the Beacon Theater. So, yeah, that's, you know, that's a pretty much that's those are the claim to fames. <laughs> all right. Well, Brian, you checked out the new movie, man. Give us a give us a little review, man. Be honest. I liked it for what it was. I mean, it definitely had the little creepy vibes in it. You know, abandoned hotel, twins go in there, spend a night. They're trying to figure out what happened to their their missing father. And, yeah, I'm I'm not staying at that hotel. And definitely (laughs) I am not signing my name on any ledgers or anything. I don't care if it's hotel uh, tradition or not. I'm I'm not doing it. You're not checking in. I couldn't check out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're uh, Charles. Where all is that movie available? The it's called Night at the Eagle Inn, right? Yeah, oh boy. I don't know. Some. Streams. I think it's everywhere, right? Yeah, a bunch of streaming services. If you know, I, I don't think it's free to yet anywhere. Um, but uh, it's worth watching. It's like I think a lot of the reviews are calling it like an extended Twilight Zone uh, episode, and, and that's kind of accurate. It's just it's a little more intense than that. And I think the acting is really wow. great. Aside from myself, everyone else is doing a great acting role. And I, I, it's, I'm glad I'm in it. I'm really fun. The, la- the last time I checked Rotten Tomatoes, it was 82%. So that ain't oh, bad. Wow. That's yeah. great. That is, yeah, wow. Yep, see, All right. Because they cast me in it. That's why. That's it. That was <laughs> the <why>. X factor. <laughs> All right, Charles. Well, um, you're new to the show, dude, but I think you've heard a few of our episodes. So as you know, um, first segment we jump into is Cool of the Week. It could be the coolest movie, TV show, video game, uh, Broadway play, concert, album. Dude, it's totally up to you. What is your Cool of the Week? It's a tie. It's a tie. Uh, I knew I was. And we've coming, had those before. <laughs> I knew I was coming on, and I, I I thought we might be talking about Night of Eagle, Night of Eagle, and so I wanted to, um, like review some of Eric Bloomquist's other works, and he had done a vampire movie called Ten Minutes to Midnight in 2020. With, oh, nice. With, Carol, with Caroline Williams from uh, one of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So I watched and loved that, and that was the first time I had seen it. But there's something I watched again because my kids were finally I've been telling them I want them to, you know, sit through a longer horror, um, you know, for lack of a better word, we, we, we used to call them miniseries. <laughs> and sure. it was Legend of Hill House on Netflix. Oh, yes. Yes. And I watched it with my teens and I thought, you know, there's some slow parts. This was after the summer uh, a few months ago, forcing them to watch the whole Get Back eight hours. And uh, they loved the Beatles Get Back and I was blown away. They love Legend of Hell of Hill House even more. And I mm-hmm. love them for it. You know, when, when my kids appreciate that kind of stuff, one gave it a nine, one gave it a ten. Uh, so that was my cool of the week. Uh, very nice. Very nice. Well, that. That's been on here before, so we're going to list uh, 10 minutes to midnight, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. Definitely. All right. 
Eric will be pleased. I'll send him a link to this. <laughs> All right, uh, Brian, you want to you want to jump in? Yeah, I only got two. Uh, I guess I'll start at the bottom. Uh, every, <laughs> <laughs> every week from here on out, you're going to hear me talk about a new Amityville movie. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm going to go through the list. I found a list, and it sounds like a bad idea. <laughs> no shit. So There's far, only about what two dozen. <laughs> yeah, well, that that came out last year. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this this week it, it was Amityville Cop. <laughs> this one I cannot recommend. The there's there's not enough kills. Uh, it kind of felt like it was drawn out, and which was crazy because the movie's a little over an hour. Uh, there was one person I did like in the cast. Uh, he was uh, supposed to be like the the funny detective because I I felt like his acting was more natural. Yeah. Like, you don't like it? <laughs> it just sounds horrible. <laughs> they should not Amityville Wolf Cop. Sounds it, horrible, it, dude. It wasn't as bad as Amityville in the Hood or Amityville Uprising. <laughs> you can hear our review on Amityville Uprising on Action Returns because uh, we were highly disappointed. Might be, Lance might be bottom 10 already. Uh oh. That way it was this year? Yeah. Oi. Ouch. And it was a okay. Lionsgate wow. film, too. Well, at least our friend Jen Nangle was in uh, Amityville in the Hood, so we can't diss it too much. No, support her. Go watch it. But my uh, cool of the week is a new home invasion movie called See For Me. You guys heard huh. of this one? No. Is it on Netflix? No, it's uh, streaming VOD. I have heard. I have heard of it. Um, yeah, fill us in, dude. What's it about? Essentially, it's a, a lady house sitting. She's blind, and uh, people, of huh. course, you know, break in looking for something. And she's using this app called See for Me, which is basically she's FaceTiming with uh, somebody like an operator, and they're you know seeing for her using the phone and that trying to help sounds her. Sounds pretty kinda, cool. Yeah, trying to help her get out and get safe and. Uh, which was real cool. Um, the the lead actress that was blind is is actually blind, so it okay. added a little authenticity, I thought, to it, and thought it was a pretty good little uh, home invasion thriller. If you if anybody's into that, so that's my cool of the week. Well, guys, nice. I, I got to interject. I was at the Horrorville convention in Florida last weekend, and uh, one of the special guests was Felissa um, Rose from Sleepaway Camp. Mm. And and we were talking. <laughs> oh yes, of course. We were talking about what things. She gave me a top ten list for my next book, and what scares you. You know what things scare you the most. And she said home invasion movies, and it it triggered. And I said, you know what? The only movie that ever gave me nightmares. And it's amazing that you're mentioning this this uh, See For Me movie. The only one that ever gave me nightmares was a film called Wait Until Dark with Audrey Hepburn. And Alan Arkin was the invader. <laughs> and wow. uh, I, that whole night, man, people were breaking into my house in the middle of in the night. And I was dreaming they were coming through the window. <laughs> and it's another movie about, a, a, you know, a sightless female just, you know, having to, to survive somehow. Um it made me think of that when you mentioned uh, this new movie, and I want to go see that. Nice. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. Was that was that it for Brian? 
Yeah, I only had two this week. Short, short week okay. for Brian, Phil. Yeah, you'll you'll get another Amityville movie next week. Amityville Sharks. Uh, that, that's, that that is on the list. Amityville Shark Priest. <laughs> I, I think the next one uh, I'll be talking about next week has to do with a werewolf. So <laughs> that's even better. Aye. All right. <laughs> Um, I've just got a TV series this week, so uh, I do too. I do too. I'm happy so. that uh, that old Mando is back in town. Yeah. <laughs> no spoiler alerts, but uh, you it's know right. he's coming. Uh, so that was fun. Um, I checked out uh Yellow Jackets, which oh yeah, we're loving yeah. that dude. What do you That's think? Pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited. They I. Boy, they leave you on a cliffhanger, though. Oh, at the end, you are, you yeah. made it all the way through. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I'm two episodes down, so shh. <laughs> well, <laughs> it doesn't matter. There, it's it's a cliffhanger, and it sucks. Well, it had like, to oh be. man, this is. I really want to see the next episode. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Um, and yep. And I'm still uh still sticking with Peacemaker, man. It's a funny show. <laughs> love it, love it. Come on, it's great. <laughs> so I'm, I'm excited despite, where that's going yeah even despite his rant on every possible pop culture name he could come up with i love it <laughs> <laughs> guys yellow jackets is is 100 on rotten tomatoes is it is it yeah mm-hmm. it's pretty cool <laughs> it takes a minute to get there but yeah i don't know about 100 percent. i mean it's goddamn good but wow is it a ma- is it the next breaking bad that i'm not i'm not so sure of you know uh showtime's second most watched show outside of dexter that's saying a lot uh they took some twists and turns i didn't expect so uh okay you'll get there well, all right i got two <laughs> two more episodes to go so now, now I'm gonna as as is norm, normal for me. I'm gonna step in and be the asshole here, um, and I'm gonna get a lot of booze and a lot of hate. But you know what? God damn it! I um, I went and got AMC Plus because I figured, okay, they got that Christmas special going on. It's like a uh, dollar ninety nine a month for a year, and I went and looked for Fear the Walking Dead to try to find the old episodes because I quit at like season five. It just mm-hmm. got too cumbersome. And lo and behold, I just bought AMC Plus and it's been on Hulu this whole time, which, yeah. <laughs> which I already have. So I'm, I am about two thirds through season five of Fear the Walking Dead and no, season six of Fear the Walking Dead. I've got to tell you, I absolutely love it. This TV show merges two of my favorite genres, which is zombies and the Western. So you got a lot of Western elements in this. You got a lot of cowboys and cowgirls with their six shooters and their cowboy hats and um, the wild, wild west and a lot of stuff in the you know deserts of Texas and the deserts of the West Coast. And I just love this show. And I think it's got some great talent. And um, I've definitely gotten some people on, on when I've been posting stuff on Facebook that said, don't even go there. Give it up. And I've got a lot more people, though, that have said, yes, yeah, stick with it. Make your own, you know, decision. Personally, I love it. I, I really do. I like that merging of, um, you know, kind of like uh, the Wild Bunch mixed with uh, Night of the Living Dead. So right now I'm loving it. So my cool of the week is 
course, it'll change next week. But my cool of the week is Fear of the Walking Dead. So, uh, Brian, you got any horror headlines for us, man? Got a few. Uh, start with some TV news. Um, production finally begins on Mike Flanagan's uh, new Netflix series uh, based on Edgar Allan Poe, and it's called The Fall of the Usher, uh, the House of Usher. He is uh, he is the talk of tonight's episode, right, Charles? I, absolutely. I, I haven't seen uh, the, what's the third one after Bly, the recent one. Uh, Midnight Mass. Haven't seen that yet. Really looking forward to seeing that. Oh, um, you need you need to. That was my favorite uh, TV show of last year. Oh, great. And um, yeah, I'm so psyched to hear he'll be tackling uh, Poe because the, the, the last one I remember is Vincent Price, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> sure. Cool. It's been a while. All right. Uh, moving on. Uh, Nick Stahl. Joins the cast of Showtime's Let the Right One In series adaptation. Is that really finally? Dude, you told us about this five years ago. It's like our third episode ever, and I was re-editing them. Um, Charles, little inside info. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you who it was, but a certain major music label totally fucked us because we put snippets of music, their music, in our podcast. Yeah. And I'm... Yeah, dude, I'm having to literally go back and re-edit every single episode and take all the musical cues out. Oh, how ridiculous. It's amazing. <laughs> but I did... Ah, fuck them. What are they going to sue for? You know what? <laughs> yeah, we don't have shit. But it was it, it is kind of interesting because um, that was something that we covered really early on. So anyway, Brian, go ahead. Yeah, I, I want to say production is already begun or is about to begin i think this was a last minute uh addition to the cast so yeah it's uh, really happening waiting at least five years at minimum for this series yeah uh this is a little bit of news uh that was sent to me uh samuel gonzalez jr will direct a james dean horror movie called little darling a James Dean horror movie. I'm no. curious to see how that's going to work. The fuck? <laughs> so, uh, okay. for more information, go follow Samuel Gonzalez Jr. I believe he's on Facebook and Twitter. Wow. So they're going to be at a planetarium and there's going to be a slasher there, right? I don't know, but <laughs> I'm I'm intrigued. I mean... I'd Seems weird to me, but I wanted to put those things together. But no. Uh, let's moving on to movie news. Uh, Karen Shipka, people may know her as uh, Sabrina from the Netflix series, and Eric Bana joined the cast of Ridley Scott's cult film Berlin Nobody. Huh. Okay. All all big names. Yeah. Good actors. I mean, yeah, Ridley Scott. He's gonna pull some stuff. Eh, we'll see. Usually his stuff's pretty good. God, how, how old is Ridley Scott, Charles? He's got to be pushing 90, right? No. <laughs> no? Say, is he that old? <laughs> and, and wait, why did you ask Charles that? I'm, I'm not pushing 90. <laughs> let's, let's, ask, let's ask the old guy on the panel tonight. <laughs> that would be me, probably. <laughs> he's, 80, he's 84, so he's close. <laughs> uh, okay, well, so, yeah. we got a ways to go. <laughs> Pushing 90. 
All right, uh, John Larroquette. Lar- Lar- I don't know why oh, I say his name. Yeah, he <laughs> is Chainsaw Massacre. Segue into that. Uh, he will return to narrate the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre All sequel right. for Netflix. What do you think yeah. about that, Charles? Cool. I'm, you know, a big Texas guy. <clears throat> Actually, got I mentioned this is all this is all kismet. It's all tying together here. Uh, when I was at Harville last weekend, I was with uh, John Dugan, who is a grandpa in the original. Um, Alan Danziger, who was uh, Jerry, and holy I, shit, it was three of the guys, and it's so cool. We hung out and in one of those conventions where there's not a million people. So I was a vendor across from them selling my book and promoting the book and signing copies. So it was a lot of uh, a lot of interaction with the, the guests among ourselves hanging out a lot. Um, so uh, just, you know, Texas Chains. I mean, anything they do, anything with that name, I will watch. Unlike Amityville, I will watch everything <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> Charles, are you going to be at uh, Texas Frightmare this year? I'm not. I think it it conflicts <sighs> with another event. And I uh, think we're fifty fifty right now. Yeah, I'll, uh, one of these years, I hope to. Um, I'm only really since the book came out, really trying to get it to as many shows as possible. Obviously, um, but it, it, even though I'm a guest at these events, that usually means they'll give me a table. Sometimes right. I'll get I'll get a hotel, maybe, but never a flight. So you know, it's you got to weigh it. If I sell. Yeah. I sell a hundred books. It makes sense. Here's the business aspect of things. You know, yeah. if, I, if I meet enough of the celebs who are really cool and want to give me top 10 lists for the next book, I great. It's, it's, it's worth the trip. But if it's a show where I'm selling a, a dozen books and I'm sitting at the table, twiddling my thumbs. Yeah. Definitely not the Texas show. I mean, that's, you know, that's up there with the best of them and I probably would do great. But for some reason, I think there's a conflict that, that, that date. Yeah. Nice. And finally, um, Lee Daniels, who's known for The Butler and Precious, closes a $65 million deal for his upcoming untitled exorcism movie with Netflix. I thought that was a very odd choice. (laughs) Which this might explain why we got our Netflix uh, rate upped. Again? Yeah, I think it's going to go up another dollar. Before you know it, Netflix is going to be a hundred bucks a month. Well, you got to pay The Rock all his money. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, you know what? I'm not complaining. Uh, we're to go back to talking about uh, Midnight Mass. For me, that alone was worth the price of admission for the whole year. But uh, they do keep raising their rates. Hmm. Yeah, um, but I, I'm intrigued. It's another person i wouldn't have expected to do this type of film not at all is he he titling it the long night (laughs) 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 just a little just a little segue for you guys there (laughs) (laughs) and on that note that was the movie so let's segue to the trailer part All right. Well, um, <laughs> so, uh, Charles, where, where do you live, man? What part of the country? I live in New Haven, Connecticut. I'm originally from the Bronx. Okay. What, wait, where I get my sassy from. But, uh, yeah, I'm in New England. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think you'll have any trailer parks in the Bronx, right? 
<laughs> if they are, there can be nothing scarier than a, a trailer park in the Bronx. <laughs> How about a trailer park in New Haven, Connecticut? There's tons of them, believe me. All right, then you're then you're on board. So uh, we're gonna take a little trip down to the trailer park. Uh, Brian is gonna bring us the big, the small. And sometimes they're very, very weird, and I did not see either one. So you guys are oh. all in, and I'm all out tonight. All right. Uh, we will start with The Long Night, Charles. Uh, synopsis from IMDb is a devoted couple's quiet weekend takes a bizarre turn when a nightmarish cult and their maniacal leader come to fulfill an apocalyptic prophecy. The wow. stars... Scout Taylor Compton, which I think I read she's only going by Scout Compton now. So, Mm -hmm. Uh, Nolan Gerald Funk, Jeff Fahey, and Deborah Kara Unger. This is directed by Rich Ragsdale and written by Robert Shep and Mark Young. So, uh, throw it to Charles first. What did you think? Well, uh, isn't it interesting that the word apocalyptic, how do you say that? I can't pronounce it. Apocalyptic. Thank you. That 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 uh, uh, it, it applies to this trailer and one of the films we're going to be discussing, which is cool. <laughs> so the themes continue here. Um, you know, I just what a shock! A couple moves into a, a an, an area and and things happen. Really, uh, I, I thought it was very derivative, but I couldn't tell really from the trailer if it went to different places. You know, it seems like there's a little exorcist in there. There's a little um, conjuring in there. There's a little of everything. It looked like a mishmash, but. You know, the acting looked cool, and I think that it has potential. It's one of those trailers that didn't sell me, but uh, intrigued me enough that I have to watch it when it comes out. Yeah, the the not selling part is is the one that got me. I was like, ah, it looks like it's probably going to be cool, or it could be like a hundred other horror movies. <laughs> yes, right. Um, of course, I'm, I'm going to be the one that also gives it a chance. Uh, this has got a little bit of a cult theme, a little bit of a supernatural feel to it. And um, definitely, uh, I've always enjoyed Scout Taylor Compton. And I do like Jeff Fahey, even though I don't believe I saw him in the trailer. So it might be just a small cameo role. But definitely give it a try. Uh, this movie comes out, I believe, VOD February 4th. Cool. And on to the second and final trailer, which is called The Curse. Again, going to IMDb for the synopsis. In a in rural 1950 19th century, sorry, in a rural 19th century France, a mysterious, possibly supernatural menace threatens a small village. John McBride, a pathologic pathologics can't say I cannot talk tonight. <laughs> comes to town to investigate the danger and exercise some of the his own demons in the process. This stars Boyd Holbrook, which uh, he was in that awful Predator movie, the last one that came out. Uh, Kelly Riley, Alistair Petrie, Roxanne Duran, and this is written and directed by Sean Ellis. Okay. Uh, go to you, Phil, this time. Uh, this one I I thought actually does look pretty interesting. Although it also looks like there's a ton of shit going on, and I didn't know 
whether it was going to be a series or a movie, but then they called it a film. So I'm like, ah, that's a lot of shit. Just try to stick into two hours because it looks like you got all kinds of monsters. Uh, that's where I got confused. Is it a killer scarecrow? Is it uh, something to do with the weird vampire teeth looking thing? Right. Is it a swamp monster? Like they and gave then, us enough just in the preview to be like, I don't know how they're going to make that fit. <laughs> yeah. And then the, the, the scene where uh, the lady's doing, uh, she's hanging laundry and something's rushing through the brush. It kind of, Felt like it was a wolf for a second. So so I'm very confused on this one. Yeah, maybe some werewolves. It looks like they got a lot of different shit going on. Charles? I, I was very intrigued by it. I, I hope it's... I hope it's more of a straightforward horror film than more uh, than a midsummer type of a you know brainy um, elitist horror movie. I yeah. don't know. I don't know if, if I'm describing <laughs> that right. You know the 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 advanced horror kind of stuff. The, the it, elevated horror. Elevated, yeah, yeah. That's the vibe I got, but that might be just what they're trying to project by the trailer. Um, that that uh, the scene outdoors that you mentioned where she's hanging at her, her laundry and it's coming up through. Yeah, that gave, that made me think werewolf as did the title. Um, but you don't know if that's, you know, just trying to put you in a different direction. Um, I, I want to see it. I think it, it's got potential. It, it certainly intrigued me more than the first one. And um, uh, hopefully, hopefully it'll live up to the, 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 the mystery of, of its trailer. I didn't give too much away and that was good. Right, and uh, this one is also a February release, uh, the 18th, so I believe this is also VOD. And that is the last trailer. Yeah, of course, I'll check it out, too. Of course. Right along with my 100 Amityville movies. (laughs) You do this to yourself. I know, but... (laughs) I, I, t- I take I take it for the team, so you guys don't have to. We we didn't even like the first Amityville, and Nez gave it a ten. <laughs> they probably hadn't seen it in thirty years. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's gone. They've all gone way downhill since that one. All right, on to listener feedback. Uh, this week for the podcast spotlight, we shine our light on the Final Guys Horror Podcast. Uh, the Final Guys Horror Podcast covers all genre topics ranging from movies, books, games, and much more. Uh, we love horror and discuss it with humorous uh, with a humorous slant. Well, hopefully, uh, find it where you get your podcast. Check out also, the Final uh, Guys Horror. One of the hosts, uh, Jason Brandt, uh, he's got a pretty good YouTube channel where him and his friends they sit and drink and review movies and rate it if it's shit. Or so bad it's good. So, <laughs> gave me some ideas for our "Is it really that bad?" series. So, uh, we we haven't done one of those in a while. So uh, be pre- be prepared. All right, <laughs> uh, they better be good. Um, regarding uh, in the earth, Rob Forrest uh, says, "Was this actually good?" Audience score is only twenty four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeesh. <laughs> I I gave it a second watch. I I, I can't get into it. I tried. I, I gave know, it I gave too. it a second. You gave it a second watch? No, but I really wanted to like it. I, I've only seen it the one time, but uh not 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 my cup of tea, man. 
Isn't that the one that's kind of like Gaia? Yeah. A little bit. Not, yeah. Not, not as good. Bit. Okay. Yeah. Gaia did it better. Although yeah. I don't, I don't think it was 24% bad. No. I couldn't tell you what happened in it, but you know. <laughs> oh, we are getting something different from Ben Wheatley. He's doing the Meg too. So. No. <laughs> yeah, that's a joke. You're, as you're long as Jason Statham is there. Ben Wheatley is directing the Meg 2. And <laughs> With Jason, Jason Statham? Statham? He is returning to star. And oh I my am God. all Charles, in. Charles, do you believe what you're hearing? Uh, it's, it's a misprint. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. <laughs> it's like, the Rock is going to come in and play the shark. That's like Kubrick <laughs> directing Jim Carrey or something. I mean, come on. <laughs> that I would it, like. <laughs> it, it could be brilliant, right? <laughs> There's your overactor. <laughs> Good call. All right. Uh, regarding, here you go, another uh, Texas Chainsaw, the next generation. Uh, Mike Bachelor <laughs> says, the exquisite acting of Matthew McConaughey in this movie is tremendous. That oh. is one of the only reasons you should watch this movie. I like that. I like this movie, man. I really do. I've, I've got a soft spot in my heart for, for this. Uh, Re- Renee Zellweger was in it too, right? Yeah, she's, she's, you know, she's in it, but it's Matthew McConaughey and then his weird girlfriend. I think she has the, the microchip in her head. Yeah. McConaughey's got like a weird, like a, phony leg or a fake arm uh, he's or... got like a brace on his leg that's for some <laughs> reason controlled by a remote control i don't know why you would want that <laughs> no I man that's another that. so that was... bad it's good though <laughs> well y'all know my favorite texas chainsaw massacre movie is two that i one, can see that nothing can pass yeah, that one it two is pretty great <laughs> Uh, and we got Craig Ahrens says, uh, here's a fun thought. Watch the horror film David Espinoza and I produced The Crumbs. Dr. Benjamin Crumb and his family run a bed and breakfast in the woods where the family performs procedures. I'm sorry for <laughs> I'm getting guests. Okay. Uh, watch it for cool. free on Tubi TV. There's your magic word, free. Yeah, on <laughs> Tubi, Tubi TV. Yeah, on Tubi, uh, the Roku channel, and YouTube. I <laughs> hope you enjoy it. Thanks, right. Guys, can I throw something out? Do yeah. you, Please. Do you equate Matthew uh, McConaughey being in Texas Chainsaw uh, the way you would uh, see what's his uh, um, um, Ryan Reynolds in the Amityville 2005? <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Ryan Reynolds wasn't as silly in that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm just. But I, I I see your point. But the people who became uh, bigger stars thereafter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But Ryan Reynolds, he at least tried to play it straight. I think. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just and my not opinion. since any movie, uh, not in any movie since then. <laughs> right. <laughs> now he just plays Ryan Reynolds. Yep. Uh, I did watch The Crumbs. Uh, oh, you did? Yeah, it's it's fine for what it is i felt like it ran a little too long it was almost two hours oh wow what did intrigue me is i i want to do some digging into this movie it's supposedly Mm -hmm. based on historical events no shit so i will be looking into it but yeah it's on tubi for free so check it out support 
Well, it's giving me second thoughts on my vacation, which was going to be a bed and breakfast in the woods. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you have a reservation in this place, you're okay. Oh, all right. Oh, That's it's a- just people who just show up, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so How make they that just show up in the woods? <laughs> this is the one, yeah. It's people like, you know, traveling that want to, you know, take a break from driving. They'll show up or. Ah. Uh, this this looks interesting. Doc, <laughs> Dr. Benjamin Crum. Okay. No, I'm, I'm actually kind of into this. Uh, <laughs> I might actually. Ch- <laughs> I might actually check this out tonight when we get done recording. All kidding aside. Yeah, I'm yeah, looking yeah. at the at the at the uh, IMDb page. It looks really interesting. Yeah, like I said, support uh, in, independent filmmakers. All right, and regarding I saw the devil, Marcus Will Turner says, "Smoke." I think that's supposed to be a kiss sound. <laughs> I think it's mwah. A masterpiece. He just spelled like it. Like a chef, a chef's kiss. <laughs> That was probably one of the best movies that I was introduced to from this show. Yeah. I saw the devil. I love yeah, that movie. It's a good one. It's a oh, good it was one, pretty man. good one. Uh, and we have a winner. Dude, we only had 10 emails received in our contest, guys. Yeah, there we should have had more. God damn it, Charles. Why didn't you email us, man? <laughs> I did under different names. I guess I didn't win. Oh, for fuck's sake. It was the other night. <laughs> All right. Next time. Next time. Uh, but our winner is the real Tavares Ellis. Uh, <laughs> Tavares, congratulations! Your horror return T-shirt should arrive soon. <laughs> it's gonna show up at the at the address of that guy that popped under the show. Are they those same fuckers that called me? Who is this? <laughs> All right. And that's it for listener feedback. Um, our show intro comes, of course, from Steve Carlton of the League of Geeks. Um, our artwork comes from Natsulani. Check her out on Instagram. And if you'd like to help the show, please consider becoming a Patreon patron. Uh, we'll let you pick the movies for a future show at any amount. And for $5 or more a month, also pick a commentary for a future bonus show. Uh, if you have a chance, please give us a five-star Apple Podcast review. And uh, you could win a cool t-shirt or something like Tavares did. Yeah. Or the real else. Tavares. Yeah. <laughs> ah, who we kidding? They both get one. Yeah, what's up, Naz? Uh-oh. Is he here? I think so. Just in time for the movies, but I could be wrong. That's how Naz works. He's like, "Yo, what up, babies? <laughs> how do you time it so good that you show up when it's time for the movies? Because you know this, man. <laughs> just got out of work or just got home from work. real quick." Before we get into the movies, uh, cool of the week. Um. Oh, I started. Uh, it, it's an old show. I don't know. I think there's three seasons. I started a uh, True Detective season one ah, on HBO. That's Classic. a good one, man. Great season. Oh man, with um, Woody and Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. We were just talking about him. Yeah. Yeah. The, not a, not as Alexand- good as Alexandra and... Daddario's uh, bare breast. Oh, oh yeah, one of the best scenes she's ever done. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know she was in it. Envious of Woody Harrelson. Well, yeah. they don't call him Woody for nothing. <laughs> it was good to see them uh, team up again since Ed TV 
But um, yeah, that show I I cannot stop watching. I think I got uh, one and a half more episodes. Nice. So you to, saw the, you saw the uh, single shot episode where they ran through the ghetto, and they they basically had the camera doing one single shot for about probably fifteen minutes. Was that the one when um when they went in there and um. Uh, in that black neighborhood, and then they were just uh, shooting everyone. They they got in the way, and it and was all that. amazing. Yeah, oh, dude, yeah. That, it was like watching a video game. <clears throat> yeah, that that movie, well, that that part was tough, man. I was, yeah. I was wanting a little more of that, but we didn't get any more. But um, yeah, that's as far as anything new. That's all I've been watching because we haven't had any. Uh, new theater movies, so I, I just started with, with TV and still doing the other shows for uh, Action Returned and Stream Fiends, but um, I just could not get enough of True Detective, so I just kept uh, watching that over and over, or just trying to buzz through as much as I could uh, all week. So I'm looking forward to the next season because I keep seeing a clip of, uh, was it Colin Farrell? Um, beating up some dude's father in front of his house. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it, it gets it gets a lot worse. Sorry, but he he <laughs> he. I will say he was a standout in that season, uh, Colin Farrell. Uh, <laughs> did you see those, Charles? I did not. It's okay. uh, one of one of those that yeah slip by and never got to. Yeah, I'll I'll just say watch the first season and skip the rest. But that's just my opinion. So that, I never I, the first I never finished the third one. Um, Unlike um, what's what's the one that you can't get through the second season, Naz, because it's about the ship docks. Oh, uh, the wire. Um, yeah, yeah, the wire. I, I'm trying so hard to get through season two of that man, so I can get to the the really good ones. But they say Idris Elba is a number one amazing through that entire series. Finally um, uh, being considered for James Bond. Oh, I well, thought they were gonna I, go with the with the. Gal. I only called that five years ago, so he's he's getting a little long in the tooth now. Yeah, he can still do it. He can still do it. I think that gal from the last one was supposed to be the next no James she, Bond or whatever. She's, she's gonna be an agent, but she's not gonna be James Bond. Uh, um, be a I weird name for her. Well, we'll Jane see. Bond. But yeah, True Detective, man, it's. I'll give it to any of these guys that, that do these type of cases and everything, man. It's just the stuff they have to deal with, the stuff they see. The part that kind of got me was um, when, uh, spoiler alert anyone I haven't seen it, but um, when Matthew McConaughey uh, finally got back in touch with Woody and was showing him all the stuff that he he had collected evidence-wise, and then he... He showed him that videotape of um, those dudes doing stuff with kids. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. It, it, it's wild. And I I just cannot stop watching. I've been um, binging through it at work. So, I mean, a lot of it, I mean, you really don't need to see. Just I was just listening to it mainly. But just what was happening, it, it just kept my attention the whole time. So that's how I was just zipping through. Uh, this this season, so, but yeah, that's that's my cool of the week. I haven't uh, seen anything else. And uh, Brian, I tried that Amityville Cop, and I got like twenty minutes in. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll we'll eventually get to that. <laughs> but 
I was tired. <laughs> Dude, at some point you have to go, you know what? I only have so many hours left in my life. I don't want to watch this. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Man. It's like we're not, none of us are getting any younger, right? Well, there's like a billion Amityville movies, so. And I'm going to talk about one every week. Yeah. I don't, I don't All know. year? As long as it goes. Nice. I know that. I know there's more coming. Charles, you want to join that podcast with him? Sure, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I want to know when they hit space, uh, unless they already have. <laughs> they'll they'll meet the leprechaun and Jason there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean that Amityville series is still waiting for Amityville Karen and Amityville Shark and Amityville Bigfoot. So, uh, shout out to Shanti Phillips, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, True Detective, cool of the week. All right. Well, speaking of uh, Leprechaun in space, uh, we're gonna move on to our featured attractions. We got a uh, the first one is Dead End Drive In. Uh, you'll get the reference. The director is uh, Brian Trenchard Smith, also known for the Man from Hong Kong and Leprechaun Four in space. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, in the near future. I, and this is a weird description. I'm not sure if it fits. In the near future, <laughs> drive-in theaters are turned into concentration camps for undesirable and unemployed. Uh, I didn't catch all that. Yeah. I did. There's like multiple ones? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, the prisoners don't really care to escape because they are fed and they have a place to live, which in most cases is probably better than the outside. <laughs> or as they say, Charles... Uh, three hots and a cot, right? <laughs> Sounds like the Bronx to me, guys. <laughs> uh, Krabs and his girlfriend, Carmen, are put into the camp, and all Krabs wants to do is escape and spread. Um, writers are Peter Smalley and Peter Carey. Uh, some trivia. The drive-in location seen in this film had closed down when the movie was filmed in 1985. Um, the drive-in has now been demolished and no longer exists, like most others. That's sad. Um, apparently, to get the part in this picture, actor Ned Manning allegedly told director uh, Brian Trenchard Smith that he was 24 years old. But in reality, at the time of casting, he was 36 years of age. <laughs> well, take, it, take it from me. I know. When you're five foot six, you can get away with playing a much younger person than you really are. <laughs> uh, all right, Charles, uh, you want to take it away? What did you think of Dead End Drive-In? Uh, <laughs> oh, come on, man. So early on, I said I'm not a big fan of a pop. Tell me the word. Apocalyptic. Say it. Apocalyptic. Thank you. I can't say ah. that freaking word. Uh, n- not a fan of those, you know, Mad Max. I hated Mad Max. I'm the fighter. <gasps> Push. Oh, come on. Come on. Cancel him right now. <laughs> and, and, come and on, remember, Charles. And listen, listen. I remember um, I was doing reviews for. Um, I was helping out my friend who was publishing Famous Monsters of Filmland. He brought it back, Philip Kim, and he put out the film Downstream in, tw- in 2010. And I okay. said it was. And I said it was the best of these films, but it was actually a poor man's version of of, of Mad Max. Mad and Max. Went, <laughs> well, went, this this wait. this is like a <laughs> this is an ultra poor man's version, right? Well, this is this is the Footloose. Um, this is the 1980s MTV version of it, and 
Yeah, I know. I hated it. And then and, <laughs> and then I said, Oh my god, are both films gonna be this bad? And um yeah. we'll get to the second one in a second. But I, I mean I liked the boobs in it. I thought, you know, that was surprisingly good. Um I thought the um the, the cars in it were cool. Um I couldn't I hated the acting, I hated the pacing. Um, you know, and then I, I read reviews and I'm and it's like, oh my god, it's a bigger picture than that. It's a it's a discussion on society and all that. Yeah. Okay. If it's that, well, then it succeeded um, in disguising it in this film. Um, but man, <laughs> I did not like it at all. I would give it like a two, a two and a half. I really, it just, ugh. <laughs> oh, Lance, he's got you beat. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll Maybe. see. All right. This will be interesting. Uh, Nez, you want to take it on next? <clears throat> yeah, I forgot. Um, I had seen this when when it was new. Why? Um, well, it was eighties, man. We saw everything that came out. Didn't there was no internet. No one told us how bad these movies were. We just went and seen them. Sure. Uh, but I did see that as driving. Uh, total Mad Max ripoff, Cherry Two Thousand <laughs> ripoff. Um, yes, yes, yes. Man and his dog, or whatever kind of ripoff. This yes. post-apocalyptic oh, nightmare. Yeah. Man and his dog. Is that where he was talking to the dog? Was yeah. Um, <laughs> that was but, Mel Gibson, isn't it, right? No, it was. Uh, oh no! Uh, fuck! God damn it! Oh, uh, Miami Vice. Uh, Don Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It it was it was of its time. I mean, especially in the eighties. I mean, after Mad Max came out in the seventies and. A uh, little before Road Warrior and afterwards, it was like mm-hmm. all these post-apocalyptic films <clears throat> were coming out left and right. Like every week there was the Bronx Warriors and then there was the this and that. And it just everything was had to happen after some kind of nuclear fallout or, or whatever. But comet. this one was more of it was just society just kind of went nuts and let's turn this drive-in into um, a party zone but once you get in there you can't you can't get out and then um get get boring in the middle and it'll get exciting at the end with the the world's longest truck jump or whatever but <laughs> it um the characters it is what it is i don't know what year did they say what year this was i don't remember um but what it, year it was supposed to be yeah um <coughs> it, the future well, it did 1990, I think. The future, like the near future, or something like that. We've done coming past the future, and we have none of that shit yet. But um, it it was what it was. So I was, I was, I remember seeing it and like, ah, it was all right. But rewatching it again, it's more just a guilty pleasure and just to laugh at what um actually made it to the theater. I mean, for you new for you new jacks out there. A lot of this crappy stuff like this doesn't get to the theater, gets either VOD or ends up on YouTube or, or whatever. But right. I mean, these films were made with um, obviously they were trying to think, oh, man, this is going to be the next big thing because everyone was making them. And then they put it out and this one seemed to um, have a bigger <laughs> a bigger uh, take it. Um, movie-wise, I mean, because again, a lot of right. stuff, even even when VHS hit, they were still pumping those movies out. Hmm. 
Um, and they were they were just not hitting anyone. I mean, everyone wanted to copy off of Mad Max and Road Warrior yeah. and everything else. And so it was it was that's what it is. I mean, even when they started going to space with Space Hunter and uh, Metal Storm and, and shit like that. I mean, they all had to throw their futuristic, crazy Mad Max cars and everything in it. But um, this one's just goofy, and I mean, the acting is not great. You can totally tell this guy is not 17 years old. Um, I'm shocked. I thought the, for sure this was going to be hella good, Philip. The dude in the poster wasn't even in the movie. It was, it was just some <laughs> Who was guy. That? I don't know, just some probably just one of the uh, middle-aged punk rockers and just threw it on there. Um, but. I like the idea, but I was like, come on, you guys can't get out of this drive-in. But, I mean, a lot of those people, why Why did they want to leave? I mean, you can get you're getting fed, you're getting drugs and, and booze and party, and you're watching midnight movies and, and shit like that. I mean. Making fun of the Chinese people that are. <laughs> yeah, and, and then and then bringing in Nazis and, and all that. And um, this movie had everything that they, hey, let's, let's, whoever sat at this round table to figure out what they were going to do. Let's do this. Let's do that. And they yeah, threw it all in, into <laughs> dead end driving and built some walls around it. And then just, they tried to make it a serious story. And the story is just ludicrous. But with that being said, after this rewatch again, I fucking still love this movie. It, it's goofy <laughs> it and, it's, and it's stupid, but it is what it is. I mean, I, it just it reminds me of sitting in the driving with my friends, <laughs> laughing and right. fucking just getting hella green and powering. Oh yeah, and watching this dumb movie. I mean, we couldn't drive at the time, but <laughs> my buddy's uh, brother took us. Um, but it was it was what it was, and I was just like, man. Can they make something like this today? Yeah, they could, but it's, it's it ain't hitting the theaters. So, but I mean, I'll give it to this director and whoever and everybody that was a part of it. And I don't know how many cans of cans of spray paint they used because it was like every inch of this theater or the drive-in and and cars and everything had spray paint all over it. Oh yeah, and, no shit. And the the crazy punk rock, futuristic punk rock wear that. Uh, everyone's dressed up as i mean i, I don't know i don't know I, it, at that point in in what was this 85 or 86 or what what year did this come out 85 um is that how they thought the future was going to look how how everyone was going to dress i mean you can even go look at like back to the future too and how they were supposed to dress like that was like a few years ago i mean we don't dress right. like that <laughs> we don't have laced up shoes that do it by herself, but I don't know. I mean, it was like their their image of the future. Uh, it it just makes me laugh, and I'm like, all right, man, whatever. So I mean, the movie was what it was. It's goofy, it's stupid, but um, it it's something. It needed Crocodile Dundee in it. That's what it needed. Uh, well, he was out. He was out in the Everglades. If they were out in the Everglades, he probably would have appeared somewhere and then. Well, he was Australian, um, and he was, you know, he was the big star from there at the time. I wasn't really paying attention, but was there any Foster's beer in this movie? Yes. <laughs> okay. When, when the guy opened up the toolbox in the projection room. Oh, okay. Oh, All right. Oh, those Fosters. Yeah. yeah. He shared a beer, a Foster's with him. Yeah. Foster's beer. Yeah, which our Australian listeners tell us is like considered piss now. Yeah, Australia yeah. for beer. Um, but 
Yeah, it is what it is. It's fine. And this is one of those movies, like, if we were all together, here, throw this in, and then we just cut the shit up up and record yeah. it. Yeah. This so would have been it, better. This would have been better for a commentary, right? Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. It's goofy. It's stupid. But it, it's dead and driving, man. It says it right there in the in the title. And, yeah, the poster is misleading, everyone. That guy is not in it. Because when I remember seeing the poster, thinking, all right, this, is this guy going to be killing people? Out of driving? Yeah, I thought he's going to be a slasher. Yeah, and first of all, this is not a horror movie. This would this should have been more of an action return. Action returns, yeah. <laughs> I, I agree. Well, oh, we're doing we're doing Ozploitation, so okay. Right. But yeah, I mean, again, but again, I, I I enjoy it. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, dead in driving. <laughs> all right, uh, Brian. I'm with Nez. I enjoyed it. Um, I think they, yeah, I don't think it was a serious story. I think there was a serious message in there wrapped around with a whole bunch of fucking goofy shit. But I dug it, you know. And I think Australia, I think they really fucking do, like, apocalyptic, dystopian future pretty good. Because a lot of these movies seems to be set in Australia and shit's all fucked up. Um, I, I dug the just... The wackiness of the characters, uh, I, I kind of took me out with the whole racist against Asians thing. It kind of just because it, it it got introduced and it it didn't even go nowhere. Well, it just was the bad guys were Nazis. Yeah, but nothing nothing <laughs> happened to them. Nothing. They didn't they didn't get get no comeuppance. Yeah. I mean, the one no guy pay, got beat. No payoff, huh? Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, it, there there is a lull in the middle, but throughout, you know, a you get yeah. <laughs> a little lull in the middle. <laughs> it wasn't that much. I mean, you got some boot, you got some boobies in there, so you know okay. that that'll tide you okay. over. That's true. Yeah. Uh, and then the- you. They were, they were doing all their hair up in fucking metal braids and shit. Yeah, that was good. yeah, little little springs and stuff. You know, you got to use. And I, and I like the whole idea of you know, like car cars and car parts are like commodities in the future, and you got all these rival tow truck guys, you know, trying to get their. <laughs> that still happens now. <laughs> so, I dug all that, and then that was kind of cool. The ridiculous car chase scene in the parking lot while they were just going in circles. I thought that was kind of ridiculous, but but entertaining. You can't go anywhere, mate. It was like, how big was this driving? No shit. See, more nice, more connections. Cars going in circles. Uh, we had that in the next movie too, guys. Oh man. Uh, you see my plan. You see my plan. In the. Uh, but overall, I, I thought I, I thought I had a lot of fun with this, and I thought this was kind of fit in there with the, like a cult classic. And I I will be picking this up on Blu-ray. Wow, it is fourteen ninety five at Amazon. The ink, the the Arrow one. Oh, Arrow! So it's gonna come with a whole bunch of features. Yep, fourteen ninety nine. If you got Prime, free shipping. All right. Nice. Uh, Lance, you gonna bring us back down? 
That is fourteen ninety nine that I shall not be spending. <laughs> this movie, um, it it really, really, really got my hopes up. I was so excited to get another Mad Max type movie, and um, I love classic cars. I love um, American muscle cars, which they had. You know, I guess they they had the steering wheel on quote unquote the wrong side because they were in Australia, but they were. Make no mistake, there was a lot of Chevys and stuff that I that I, I saw in this movie, but um, uh, for for such a great setup and for such a great idea for a movie, it just completely, for in my opinion, fell flat. It was just like, wow, okay, you've got this drive-in that they go in, and I, I did kind of like the special effects at the beginning where they kind of went in there and there was an electric fence and they couldn't get back out. But, and I do understand why they said, you know, $10 for adults and three fifty for unemployed or whatever, which I thought 10 bucks for an adult back in the 80s was a joke. I mean, that's like eight, 50 bucks now, you know, so yeah, that, that was almost like luring them in. Um, I kind of liked our spunky little hero, you know, little five foot, foot six guy like me, you and know. Crabs. The, yeah, crabs. I kind of, I kind of liked him at first. I thought I but, had crabs um, once, but I didn't. And the name stuck. <laughs> yeah, that story, the greatest was story behind a name ever. <laughs> it just such a such a downer, such a downer for me, guys. I just, uh, I would have loved to have seen them do a lot more with it. I, I would have loved to have seen more car chases inside. I would love to have seen more fights. Um, you know, people bringing weapons in there and stuff like that. But all you really got was just like, okay, you leave your car here. And he was, he was obvious, it was his brother's car. So he was paying really close attention to it, like, you know, starting the engine every day to make sure it kept running and stuff like that. Oh, his but then, like, they, kicking his ass when he gets home. Oh, dude, I don't even want to see that, that, that sequel. But, uh, they, they, they leave the car for five minutes while she's getting her hair done or whatever, and they come back and there's spray paint all over it. And I'm like, holy fucking shit. I mean, you can't leave anything alone in this place. But um, I don't know. Something about punk rock and Australia and the 80s and 90s. We'll get into the next movie, too. But um, not as good as I was hoping it was going to be. I think that with the premise... A better director and a better writer probably could have given us a better film. So uh, I, I, I wanted to like it a lot more than I did. You know, it was disappointing that in these kind of movies, there's always some kind of fancy new drug with some weird name. They didn't have that in this. Ah, that's what was missing. <laughs> yes. That's what was missing. Okay. Or slow mo or anything. Or it sounds like, it sounds like the transitional yeah. thing here. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't uh, see this when it came out, Lance? No, no. This was my yeah. first watch. <laughs> yeah, mine too. No, I've never no. seen this piece of shit. I mean, not not piece of shit. It, it was eh, so so. But I've never seen this mediocre movie before. But. I have listened to other podcasts talk about it, and I've always heard it's always very uh, it, it, it really throws you off that the dude that they show on the poster is not even in the movie. And that is kind of weird. So I don't know. I, I, I just expected more. I, th I, I thought it was a great premise. I thought it was a great first, you know, 10 or 15 minutes of the movie. And after that, it just got really, really slow and really, really boring to me.
Well, Marcy and Bede sound like they're going to kill us. <laughs> oh, I, I kind of feel it. I feel a disturbance. You're going to find out, mate. <laughs> You're going to find out, mate, you fucking cunts. <laughs> uh, actually, man, I'm going to bring it back up. I totally expected to hate this movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, well, I watched the other one first, and then I was like, ah, yeah. 1986, exploitation. This movie's probably going to suck. And uh, I really enjoyed it, man. Nice, nice. I'm glad. It de- it definitely had some slow parts, and it was way longer than it should have been. Uh, but I, I I do think that there was a lot of social commentary there, but it was like vague enough where it could apply to just about anything. Okay. So, moral to the story in the end is don't let corrupt government take control. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah don't, that's true. That's don't true. say you're unemployed just to get a cheaper ticket. Or you'll <laughs> yeah. have to stay. Keep it simple, Brian. Keep it simple. Uh, and uh, no, I, I, I really liked uh, what they were saying here and, and how things went. Um, mm-hmm. His girlfriend was a fucking lunatic. And uh, she was pretty hot, though. Yeah. Well, yeah. Sure. Those are sometimes the crazy ones. Yeah. Hot, crazy matrix. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and I, I, I like that they had all these different little groups in here. It, it was kind of like little prison groups, you know, because that's basically what mm-hmm. they were in, which, sure. you know, is kind of what ghettos end up being, you know, and they're, they're sort of forced that way. Yep. So I, I think it did. I think it did say a lot and I, I liked it more than I expected it to, or than I expected to. Um, I just I wasn't expecting much from it when I turned it on. So happily surprised. <laughs> Let's right. do. Uh, Hold on. Here's what the poster says. There's a party every day, a movie every night and all the junk food you can eat. What more can a kid want except to get out? Dead end driving. The price except of admission. <laughs> the price of admission is the rest of your life. Yeah, it seems there should be a stronger message here than what I got. <laughs> With that ex- I, explanation, I think the tagline's better than the whole movie. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Charles gave it a two point five. Nez, what do you give it? I give it an eight. All right. Oh shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Brian, what do you give it? I mean, the lead character's name is Krabs. Come on now. So <laughs> I, I give want. it a I give it a seven and a half. Damn. Damn. <laughs> All right, Lance, what do you think? Four on ten. It was Four it wasn't 10. horrible. It had some redeeming qualities. Four on ten. Uh I think uh seven and a half is a pretty realistic score. Wow! <laughs> yeah, no, I liked it. Zoom. <laughs> so <laughs> mixed reviews on that one. All right. Check out Jet Char- In Drive In if you've never Charles, seen it. These you- are both on Tubi, by the way. Yeah, Charles Charles de- dethroned me <laughs> for the lowest <laughs> lowest totem, oh, man on the totem pole. <laughs> All right, guys. All before right. We, before you move on, um, I gotta bounce. Uh, ah, son, okay. My, we well, got the son, '80s movies, so you're good. Yeah, my son came on for or came home for the weekend, so. All right. Uh, his girlfriend's cooking dinner, so I got I gotta get out that, there. Brother. But um, yeah, I, 
Plus, I didn't see Body Melt or whatever the hell that one was. So, <laughs> I would just but someday out, you need to. <laughs> I'd be up here taking space. I'll listen to you guys' review once it's out. But everyone, hey, thanks for listening. Um, definitely check out uh, the latest Action Returns as well as the newest uh, Stream Fiends, uh, Tough Turf. Yeah, a lot of dancing. I was expecting dancing in this one, but I there was minimal. Minimal dancing. Um, Anyway, uh, yeah, I'll talk to you guys later. I'm out. Peace. Later. Take care. Later. Okay, on to Body Melt. Uh, What year was this? 1996, three, something like that? I think 93. 93, okay. Uh, Residents of Peaceful Pebbles Court, Holmesville, uh, are being used unknowingly as test experiments for a new body drug that causes rapid body decomposition and a painful death. I don't know if that's a fair (laughs) fair description either. Uh, Director is Philip Brophy, also known for Salt, Saliva, Sperm, and Sweat. Hopefully that's all one movie. I was going to say, is that four different movies? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Uh, writers, or maybe worse is one movie. I don't know. Uh, writers are Philip Brophy and Rod Bishop. Uh, the filmmakers initially wanted to make an anthology movie, but were unable unable to secure financing for it. That makes sense. How would uh, this be an anthology movie, well, Charles? Oh, well, that's interesting because you know the the whole inbreds might have been a separate. Yeah. Uh, ah, okay, okay. Yeah, and then you I got the. You yeah. got the end scene of the new improved formula sitting on shelves. It took me half ah, the movie to, get to, okay. to realize what was happening. I was like, what? Yeah, no, what I, are all I, these things going on? <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. Because you could have had like three or four different families getting the, the drug or whatever. Uh, shot over the course of 30 days. Uh, this movie has over 400 shots in it. There you go. Damn. Uh, Charles, what did you think about Body Melt? Uh, all right, judging by what I thought of the first film, am I going to like this or not? Mm. I think you will. I, I, I'm on the side that, yes, you're going to like this one. I Are you so. a Cronenberg fan? Dudes, absolutely. I loved this movie. I, <laughs> okay. thought, I thought, holy cow, how was this not uh, a midnight movie in the day when there were cult films being shown at midnight? There was That's so true. Much there's so much in that film that a, an audience can just, you know, have so much fun with. The some of the scenes, I mean, were great camera angles. The coloring was was really surprisingly good. The mm-hmm. kills, the kills were, I mean, the best uh, pregnant explosions the, since it's a, since it's alive. Uh, <laughs> That's uh, saying a lot. Dick, Dick, uh, Dick explosions. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this was this was genius. Come on, this was everything a horror fan oh, wants in a film. Inbreds uh, who were funnier and and potentially scarier than you know the hills have eyes. I just everything everything about this was a, an utter joy to watch, and uh, I'm gonna watch it again. I I really loved it that much. Um, what I thought <laughs> what I thought that it lacked was. It, it wanted to be funny it, 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 and there were times where it could have made off like yeah. there was soundtrack background music that was always uh, Benny Hillish funny <laughs> whereas, whereas it should have been suspenseful I mean there were some yeah. times 
where you could have had true horror instead of goof horror the whole time. But as someone who, uh, you know, who, who I, I don't know, because, you know, it doesn't make sense that I hated the first one so much and loved this one so much. But I just I would give it a, a nine. And, a, a, and I, rarely, shit. I rarely give that kind of uh, numbers on films. I loved it that much. Oh. Yeah, the creativity alone. Uh, <laughs> all right, Brian, what'd you think about Body Melt? I loved it. I, yeah. I loved all the ridiculous body horror in it. Charles, you mentioned the, the exploding penises. There was fucking living, moving mucuses. There was like a, a sentient placenta that was moving around. There was just oh yeah, all kinds of ridiculous. Monster snot, come on. Yes. And then uh, that was the grossest the, one. <laughs> the inbred family. the The daughter was was. Uh, and I I had to look her up. She that is a female actress, not a male actress, by the way. Or oh, actor, I bet, I not bet, a male actor. <laughs> I bet all done up, she could be hot. But you know, she's got the Neanderthal brow. Fill up. That one kid wasn't minding. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that really just, was a female, though. I, I could have sworn to God. Speak going back to Divine, guys. I could have sworn to God that was a male, uh, a drag, drag queen, right? Well, I thought one it, of the two, it, it's a female. I thought one of the two Hillbilly brothers was a girl. <laughs> yeah, and, and is the, it guys, the, or did you do your research? I, I didn't look those up. I, I know what you're talking about, Charles. The the kind of younger, kind of chubbier one. Younger, yeah. chubbier one. Could have, could have been either thing, right? It's um, yeah, just the, the, the story's ridiculous. The music's ridiculous. Just everything is just kind of kind of what I wanted in this movie. And <laughs> what about and, about the bodybuilders, they should have a voice like yours. Oh God! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was genius. Given Hello, that Mom. That we're here to funny. we're here to break these people apart. <laughs> and this movie had the balls to kill a kid. If that's what you fucking get for fucking rollerblading. Yeah, that's great. That was a great, was a great kill, and the, his face was awesome in that. Yeah. <laughs> great. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know why this isn't really talked about as much. It's it's you should watch it for the the practical effects alone. I love practical effects, and this is nothing but practical effects. And then it's 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 just funny to watch like the cheesy little uh, computer graphics, and the music is just off the wall. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> I believe the guy that died in uh, the car wreck, I believe his testicles came alive and came out through his throat. <laughs> Is that what that was? I believe so. <laughs> well, I so I have to watch it again just for that. I yeah, this movie's worth two or three more views at least. Well, easily because yeah. it's kind of insanity. <laughs> oh, we I didn't even mention the 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 mom where her tongue grew super oh. big. <laughs> that was the dumbest one. <laughs> Gene Simmons sued them for that one. Right. <laughs> well, Gene Simmons sues everybody. But I, yeah, I love this one too, and this this is gonna come to my collection too. I found uh, you got to go to Vinegar Syndrome, which they do a lot of these kind of releases. Okay. Uh, Lance, what'd you think? Okay. Well, I've I've already gotten a lot of shit for saying that David Cronenberg's son is a better director than he is. 
So many people got mad at me. So many people came at, at me for saying that. Well, I mean, but, he only had like one movie. Uh, you know what? This movie is what David Cronenberg wishes he could be. <laughs> this movie is the ultimate body horror, the ultimate great practical effects, the ultimate... Like you said, you got a fucking snot monster for fuck's sake. And you've got what a if- fucking vulva coming alive. You've got a you've got nuts. <laughs> I mean, this this what is fucking amazing. <laughs> I did not know what I was getting into here. And yes, now this one I do understand that it's making social commentary on the fitness craze. It's making social commentary on vitamin dealers. It's making social commentary on snake oil salesmen that get you to go to the gym and take these vitamins and yeah. you'll be healthier and you'll be better. And I, I saw all of it. I think it was just geniusly done. I I did not expect this good of a movie. I really didn't. And I didn't expect to have this much fun. And I've already told you, there's one character in this film that is so horrific <laughs> that I had to look up is that a female or a male <laughs> so just to give you an idea ah uh, it's this this is a great movie it really is a good I, I I'm just shocked with how much I enjoyed this and it's so much fun and this would be the ultimate put this movie on at a party get a bunch of people drinking let's all smoke weed you know, pass the pipe or whatever. And at Mushrooms, Philip, we've been there, done that, right? With Mandy. <laughs> I imagine they inspired this movie a lot. <laughs> uh, I, I really loved it. I, I was going to say, not, this is the one we should have done the commentary. Yeah, I was not expecting to enjoy this as, as much as I did. I, I didn't, I've never really even heard of it before. And this is out of this world. A really, really, really great, master fill super 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 low budget film all right i am going to say it is way better than i expected it to be too um <laughs> it would it i don't know if it had a really direction that it was going it was more like hey we've got a bunch of uh, special effects guys let's put together some cool shit and make a movie out of it <laughs> and uh uh, the the kills were amazing. I love the practical effects in this movie. It was so fucking bonkers. This is one of those where I feel like it's probably so bad that it's good, and so bad that it's great. I think it yep, should be. I would agree. I would agree. I yeah, would agree. I think it it's should not, be. It's not the room, but it's up there. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? This was. I would watch this more than I would watch the room. I like. I, I have no oh, problem shit. turning around and watching this movie again right now. Because it was so like there's so many just parts that are amazing and fun to watch, and I again the practical effects are fucking spot on. It's so I, fucking. Great. I might I might watch I might watch this movie again after we're done recording. Actually, yeah. <laughs> I mean seriously, this this is a lot of fun. <laughs> I think we may need to set up a commentary for this one. This would be <sighs> fun to watch. I think so. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, um, 
I'm definitely on board with it. The The story was a little disjointed. I can see where they were maybe going for an anthology and, and decided to tie it all together at the end. Um, but hey, it worked. And I'm surprised I've never heard of it. Same here. Yeah. I'm surprised. I thought it was a, a commercial for, you know, something to lose fat with an actual, you know, th- that you guys were pulling, pulling one over my eyes. Let's bring on this the mess with them and we'll only talk about, you know, weight reduction here. But I got to tell you, I never heard of it. I'm so glad that this was one of the picks of this week because I loved it and I would not have seen it had you guys not, you know, turned yeah. me off to it. Never, nice. never, ever would have seen this movie in my life if Brian hadn't brought it up, period. Yeah. And um, I love the title, Body Melt, and that oh, ties man. into that all that weight loss and all that. And that and that shit was really, really, really popular in the 80s and 90s. It still is, but um, we're not nearly to the point now. I mean, we've kind of let ourselves go, right? Not only as a country, but as a world. So back then, that was really the... The the end thing, the uh, and, and body melt means you're melting the fat off your body and getting fit, getting fit, getting fit. And then you see those those two fucking hulksters <laughs> and then you hear their voices and it's like, Okay, yes, mommy, we're gonna do what you tell us to. <laughs> Just genius, genius. It it really is way ahead of its time. Great movie. Yeah, agree. Beware of Vitamita Benjamin. <laughs> all right uh charles so what, what was your score on this one nine give it a nine man nine yeah. all right brian i'm gonna go nine too nice damn shit lance i'm, I'm eight and a half <laughs> i'm almost there it, yeah. it, it is definitely a genius film uh i, I definitely love it but um uh, it's missing a few things, probably. It would have made me go go a little bit higher, but uh, eight and a half, I think, is more than fair. Not enough testicles and placentas. <laughs> Two more, and I would have been at nine. Okay. One more exploding dick. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to give it an eight and a half, too, man. I think it was great. <laughs> I really enjoyed this one. <laughs> wow, who would have thought, huh? This is a good week. <laughs> we got to watch some more Aussie movies. Yeah. <laughs> And to think I was disappointed when it wasn't the orphan first kill. I'm like, oh, no, it's movies now I've never heard of. And, you know, it was all worth it for Body Melt. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So, Brian, what's up with orphan first kill? Is that coming out soon or not? Um, the, the only new thing I've heard is they were hyping up the, the practical effects in it and that release date has since been removed from IMDb, so they might still be in post-production. Uh, like I said, I thought it was kind of odd that they haven't even released a poster or anything. So Bad, bad, bad sign, bad sign. Well, the practical effects are definitely not going to be as good as they were in this. All right, no. well, all right, Charles, uh, thanks again for joining us, dude. Um just as a final wrap up, can you tell our, our listeners again where to find you and kind of like, you know, yeah. I guess this is what we call the pitch part of the show, you know? Appreciate it. So if anyone wants to come with me on a vampire vacation, on a Dracula tour to Transylvania, the real deal, we do yes. it twice a year. We do it in the summer. We do it over Halloween uh, where we fly over from the States to Romania and 
if we're lucky, we come home. Uh, it's DrakTours.com, D-R-A-C-T-O-U-R-S.com. I also produce a paranormal convention in Connecticut for any listeners who might be in uh, on the East Coast and want to have fun. Uh, that's in July, and it's Paracon, P-A-R-A-C-O-N-N.org. Um, and first and foremost, the new book, it's the book of top 10 horror lists where 100 celebrities give their favorite horror movies, horror themes, just a lot of fun. Uh, it's on Amazon or you can get a signed copy from me. Just visit the website, www.bookoftop10, the number 10, not, not the word 10, bookoftophorrorlists.com. Can you tell I've done this before? <laughs> and we'd love to... Uh, <laughs> We'd love to get comments on anyone who's seen and read the book. Maybe we can just somewhere down the line do a show about horror books and include that one in there. I would love that. Well, I'm an avid reader, so we might do that, dude. And um, that that's pretty comprehensive. So we definitely appreciate the the final the final words there. And um, as always, to you guys out there, we want to thank you for listening to another episode of The Horror Returns. We would love to hear your feedback and ideas. You can always reach us at thehorrorreturns at gmail.com. If you want to find our website, go to thehorrorreturns.com and follow all our social media. And uh, from there, you you know where to go. Rate us and review us. There's no contest. So if you're going to give us a a rating, hold off. Probably next next week we're going to tell you you can win something. So hold off. Um, Next week. It is the year in horror, 1989, part one, with Intruder. What is Intruder, Brian? Intruder. Did, is that what I sent you? I thought you said Intruder and Cannibal Women in the Avocado Jungle of Death. I don't know. Am I off? All right, Brian. Brian is going to have to course correct here, guys. Course correct here. <laughs> Does that mean we're not going to watch *Cannibal Women of the Avocado Jungle*? I know because our really commentary is coming. Guys, I'm watching that one no matter what. Yeah, <laughs> commentary is coming for that. We are doing. We haven't done part two of 1988. Ah, okay. So I'm we are so doing we're... part two of 1988. We are doing *Waxwork* and *Pumpkinhead*. Ah. Two good ones. Okay. All right. Uh, So, Phil, until the horror returns again. Good.